Welcome to Third World Gaming, the number seven show on the list of things you probably don't want to listen to while you're on the toilet. Hey guys, or, it's or probably one of the number seven things you want to do while eating a hot, really spicy pepper. Hey guys, how are you doing? I am Miko the Iron Gamer, and with me is the fluffy cloud of doom and full of curry, Paolo. Hi. He smells like fire and brimstone. I think I want to eat the ghost pepper now. <laughs> oh, actually, David has those. He's been growing those things. Wait, he, he... Yeah, he has a really nice ghost pepper. Like He showed me, I think, a few days ago. Like uh, a picture. How, how much would I need to pay him to have one of them? Uh, I think he actually has a challenge over in his uh, place in... Manila. Because, no, no the, the curry thing is with capsaicin extract. And that's and he says that's spicier. Well, I mean, that's also good. I mean, he has ghost peppers. I have actually asked if he they grow well, if I can get some seeds from him. But yeah, I mean, he sells that in, uh, gosh, what's the name of this uh, store? Nico Nico. Yeah, Nico Nico. Guys, you sh- if you are in Manila and you're listening to this, you should check out that new app. It's a fantastic place. Very traditional Japanese food with things that will make you, you know, think you're a Charizard in both ends. That sounds like a ve- that sounds like an experience, a delicious experience. One I take with me to the to the bed and Don't to the you- theater because movies are the topic. And no, not like you know, not like movies like uh you know the big Hollywood blockbusters or like Taken or like to, John though, Wick. Though to be fair, some of these studios are making the movies that were the kind of movies we're probably talking about. Which is, well, obviously we're Thermal Gaming, so it's gaming movies! Now, essentially, what we're talking about, we're looking at movies, well, about games. Or at least, you know, based off the games. Things like you can look to Silent Hill series, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, Assassin's Creed, who's come Tetris, apparently, as well. Prince uh, of Persia was a thing. Prince of Persia. Uh, actually, Prince of Persia was really nice. <laughs> it was, no, that is a really of, good movie. Yeah, Prince of Persia, then... What, gosh, this what is it no- is? Uh, there's the even though the animated ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Animated I don't know. If, well, the Mario movie, which was one of the first things I watched again, which was really, really um, it it surreal. was not what I was expecting. As a Let kid. me guess, it's surreal. Really, really weird. But so, anyway, so they, it's an acid trip. That would actually be right. Yeah. So that would be. <laughs> like... It was like Wizard of Oz twisted level kind of thing. Imagine so, Wizard of Oz than like of... Tim Burton. That's how it was kind of going. Oh, funny! I was—I thought it was uh. So I said, "See Wizards of Oz 2. Don't oh. watch that movie; it's kind of messed up. If you enjoyed Wizards of Oz one, don't watch the second one. For a minute, there, I thought it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory met Mad Max. Nah, I think that would be a bit more understandable. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I am not kidding you. Mario Brothers, the movie, was really, really weird. But yeah, but that came out in the early 1990s. I mean, uh, Mario was pretty popular then, and well. Making movies about games then was not really a sure thing for lots of people, especially in the Hollywood scene, the movie scene. But of course, nowadays we see it becoming a major thing because, well, ever since I actually have to thank the Wii for this, where gaming became a little more acceptable because I'd actually, I'd actually go even further back and say it was the PlayStation or the PS2, one um, of those things. No, but the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, it became more attainable, like game-wise. I'm only, say- I'm, but I'm also saying this because the PS, because of how commonplace the PS2 was. It was, but it, uh, so it did sell 50 million more than the Wii. You know, that is very true, but the Wii had a more diverse market. Don't don't go telling me that PlayStation 2s and PlayStation 1s were bought by elderly people and played by families that were not Asian. 
I could dispute I could dispute the family thing, but you're pretty you're right about the uh, about the the old people and the fact that now that diversity made it more okay to be a gamer. Yeah. Okay. It's still kind of we still hold stigma to it. I think we talked about it in earlier in a, one of our previous shows. Yeah, the stigma is still there, but it's nowhere. Ne- but it's, it's nowhere, nowhere near as it was before. Nowhere near as bad. Where 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 quite literally, hey, uh, coming out as being a gamer is basically warned for warned to be beat up by some guy because he he just doesn't like the way you look. Yeah, among other things. Well, essentially, uh, nowadays, we've been seeing lots of new game movies come out, especially uh, 2015, where we're going to see the Assassin's Creed movie, which does look really nice. I think Hitman, uh, Hitman also had a movie. I think they want, they might be doing another one. Yeah. Legend of Zelda, which Netflix says might they might be working on a series. Oh, yeah, and also... Within, Tetris, which is, that is a thing, apparently. And within the next two years, we're also going to be seeing like movies for Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper. And Halo, I think, is also coming out in a movie. They're, they actually already came out with a live-action series, so I think that that's what the, mo- the series might be building up to. Oh, that's true, that's true. But yeah, it's nowadays it's heavily because being a gamer is more accepted, so obviously there is a marketability for it for the movies. However, also we've slowly seen that when it comes to video game movies, there are essentially two kinds. I mean, at, I'm not saying at least within, bad at, in... at least within the past decade. Essentially, you have movies that are catering to a general movie-going crowd. Then you have the core gaming crowd or the core fans for this film. Yeah. So, um, to make to make the uh, to make a good uh, stark contrast contrast between the two concepts, uh, the uh, general movie crowd kind of uh, game movie would be Resident Evil. Oh yeah, and it's like what six, seven, seven. Eight. I have sequ- no idea how many like seven said, but plus a lot. sequels that are probably going to end with either number seven or number eight, and then for the for the ga- for the movies that uh, really cater to the games crowd, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Oh yeah, and um, I mean some will argue that uh, it was fun for general crowd because of how it looked and presentation, but you only fully accepted and appreciate the story if you were. Uh, part of that uh, community that really played it and have this extra emotional attachment to the characters. Resident Evil, this emotional attachment was kind of... It was gone. I mean, sure, you could say, oh, it's Jill, oh, it's Chris, oh, it's, you know, these they're other only, guys. But they're, but then again, they're really only peppered in as fan service. They are, and just because... to give some hint that, oh, it's a Resident Evil film. I mean, when I see it, it's like, it just reminds me, oh, this is a Resident Evil film. Because, oh, look, who's here? Oh, look, where we are. We're in Raccoon City. Oh, we're in the Umbrella Lab. Oh, and, we're here. And then you and then you, quit, you quickly remember that it isn't what you were thinking. Oh, not at all. I mean, uh... Those things just felt like they're just trying to remind you, oh, this is a Resident Evil zombie movie. It's not just a zombie movie, but a Resident Evil zombie movie. You think it would have been better off just not doing that? It felt like at the point they were do- at that point they should have just you know Stop. made an entirely new storyline. Yeah, I mean that would have been fine, but they were trying to. I mean, I understand they were trying to get a bit of the core and they're trying to get a bit of the general market. But that, but at that stage, I'm, I'm I look at it and say, just. Uh, Stick with the general market because the way I see it, adding these, uh, adding these bits of fan service, yeah, sure, the, it would be a nice note for pop culture fans. But it's in my, in at least in my view, I just see it as something that would frustrate some uh, core fans. I mean, when I saw Mila, yeah, when I saw Mila Jovovich, who was playing it in the first movie, I was kind of confused. I was like, look, 
So is she supposed? I first like is she supposed to be Claire? Is she supposed to be Ada? I thought Ada because of the red dress. Okay. But I thought, that, but you know, Ada is Asian, so I'm thinking, is she Claire? That she can't be Jill. And then I saw it was a new character. I think Alice was her. Alice was the name, right? They used. Yeah, I character. think. I, yeah, I so think. like, my head, who the heck's Alice? <laughs> yeah. So it got really weird for me then on. But hey, I saw. Hey, it was the mansion. It's like, oh god, I remember this place. Then oh, they left the mansion. They went to the train. Oh, I know the train. Then he goes to the nest. Like I have no idea what this place is. <laughs> then like the second movie, I actually appreciated more because he saw actual characters you want to see. You saw Chris. You saw Carlos. I think was Carlos there. Was Carlos later on? Uh, you saw a lot more people. Do you recognize? You saw the Tyrant Project. You saw Nem. You saw hearings of Nemesis. Uh, you saw a lot more creatures you were familiar with. But then it just became more and more general. I mean, by the third one, I think that was Apocalypse, where it was already like all broken down. It was very clear that it was just a zombie movie with references to Resident Evil. It was a zombie movie with with it was a zombie movie with 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 lots of gratuitous action scenes that literally only had the the faintest hint of the flavor that was Resident Evil. And I think the only reason why it was popular for the general public was simply, well, the zombie movies are generally fun. Zomb- uh, some people like to say that... Zombie movies are generally fun. Got, um, action movies are generally entertaining. So, I mean, good this thing... Movie. Yeah, I mean, this thing kind of hit the usual thing where, hey, this happens to be really good because it has these two aspects. Yeah. And as much as people like to say that, you know, oh, zombies are on the decline right now, well, the thing is, like, zombie movies, yeah, they did hit a peak. And they because of the all the re-instinct zombie movies came like, but they aren't going, but they aren't going to disappear. drop dead like flies. No, I mean, uh, it's not like the Wolfman, the Mummy, Swamp Thing, vampires. These are things that kind of like pop up. Oh, this is cool media, but you don't really see that much. Actually, you don't see much Wolfman movies. I think the last Wolfman movie I saw was uh, Michael J. Fox was in it. High, uh, was it Wolfman High School or something like that? Uh, there's actually making a new wolf, a new uh, werewolf-related movie. Or no, no. Like, like, in fairness, Underworld was the last thing I watched that had werewolves, well, but it was a, not a werewolf movie. They're per making se. a new werewolf movie now, though. I think it was called Wolves or something. But it's like uh, I can't really say anything for it because I haven't seen any material. It's just that it's like I think it's going with the whole angle of. Of uh, creatures of the night and like they they're like like a secret uh, like like this uh, like this uh, un- like this unknown community of, of remember we- to werewolf, like this werewolves, <laughs> werewolves. I am so sorry. I just saw a poster and it looked like a thing that screamed. I don't know if this is going to be bad or good. Yeah, but uh, well, monster movies ha- especially nowadays have been getting a lot better. I remember back when I was growing up, most majority of monster movies were B movies. I mean, I still remember, like, The Fly, which did get a remake, uh, The Swamp Thing, The Thing, Mummy, which lots of these got remakes, Wolfman, Frankenstein's Monster, uh, all these monsters kind of pop up every now and then in popularity. Zombies, however, Jenny are Jenny popular. I mean, ever since, like, Romero came out with Night Living Dead, it just kind of stayed around and it was always amusing. Though, to be fair, the general zombie you tend to see is usually the infected. Uh, in, well, nowadays, because it's seen as more realistic. Because remember, in the Romero zombie oh. was because of strange radiation from space. Stranger. At least that was mentioned in there. We don't see. I don't see much in terms of zombies that are like, again, like strange, 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 strange anomalies or 
or quite or quite literally black or quite literally black black magic or on or or like oh, voodoo like, magic well, voodoo is the one tied to you know zombies and stuff black magic voodoo magic or like arc like arc the arc uh, like an arcane secret that was uh un- unleashed that led to a zombie apocalypse like i think that was uh i think that was related to like the evil dead yeah but that's essentially a thing in the 90s where you know they wanted something that was those things fantastical were acceptable i mean they heck, wanted something uh, fantastical and they also wanted something that was eye- that was like eye catching and unusual heck i remember that uh one movie i watched with uh, Shaquille O'Neal Steel. <laughs> yeah that was a really weird film i mean okay. back then there i remember what they did to make the uh weapon that uh railgun uh so cool looking the railgun was just an mp5 a5 a4 yeah that had a whole bunch of lights attached to it and it works because movie science or if you, you s- don't if you don't know if you don't know what i'm doing right now it's it's i'm i'm staring in disbelief that even remember like Teenage Mutant Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, for one of the ones we grew up with, uh, which the, mo- which science. the movie, which, which the movie, the movie or the cartoon? Because I the cartoons. Oh yeah, I remember Donatello sci- Science involved literally just mi- mixing up everything, and it works because it works. cartoon logic. Because but cartoon. nowadays we have things that are based off more. It has to be believable. It has to be more. It has to be, but it has to be realistic. That's it has why to be like it has to be based on like the idea that it has to be based on a real possibility, even if the even if the likelihood is a stretch. And I think this is actually where games, gaming, movies come out. Besides gamers being you know older and we have you know more disposable income and we appreciate this media. Yeah. Uh, nice thing also about writing about games and game movies is you do have. A set of rules already pl- placed down, and people don't just accept. You don't have to explain too much things because people can quickly accept it if they're fans. Okay. And the way games are built, generally things are explained. I mean, there are only still a handful of games that have really no logic to them or an absence of it. Similar like Serious Sam kind of has an yeah. absence of logic to it, but that doesn't make it not fun. Okay. Even Duke Nukem, which even though the latest game was kind of. A huge letdown. I still, I still enjoyed. I mean, I still own the game. I still bought I'm, it. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it is a huge letdown. Uh, you remind me that we're, that's one of the things I'll be let's remind me because that's one of the things I'll be let's playing what after after I pick it up in like a bargain bin in the US. <laughs> you can get it off Steam too. Um, can I get it for less than the Philippine equivalent of uh, five dollars? Yes. Like that's what it is right now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like in I think the most expensive I saw it was like eight dollars because it was bundled with the other Duke Nukem's. Ah, so let so basically I can have my so basically I can let my my game that looked like it came out of two thousand six look like it came out of two thousand six with more sparkles. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the nice thing about writing with the game universe is even though game logic kind of is stupid, uh. The logic of that world, like the science and things explained, it seems more believable because of the work put into it. And if writers who write the movies get a lot of the source material, it makes a lot more sense. Or you end up a movie like uh, what I told you, the first Mario Brothers, the Mario movie. Brothers, the Mario Brothers movie, which was oh my god, it was the only thing Mario about it that made me want to really watch it as a kid was the poster. Yeah. 
because you saw Mario, you saw Luigi in their, you know, in their co- in costume, this live action. Yeah. And you saw the you know, Mario Brothers, everything. Then you watched it. Then you were so confused. You had no idea what happened. It was, a, it was like the biggest bait switch I ever had, and I felt disappointed to get. It's like watching it and not understanding anything. It sounds like it sounds like drinking half a bottle of vodka. Okay, have you watched it, Paolo? I'm wait. I'm waiting till we can get a whole bunch of people to watch it, and then just have a drinking game. Or we know we could probably have a let's watch of some sort. No, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be Actually, to be fair, yeah, the, yeah, the, I, I've had the idea of doing let's watches for a while, but yeah, we should do that. But I'd like to do a drinking game with that. Every single moment of questionable of questionability or absurdity or or why every time you feel like that you take a shot you do realize we should have an episode two i mean you, you can't kill us in episode one no 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 <laughs> that's why we spread out the that's why we spread out the vodka it cannot just be the two of us there has to be <laughs> three or four other other dudes with us yeah but uh but this way the Think of a re. Think of how they could remess it up. It's Mario Brothers. It this is like in the mid '90s, so you had Mario Brothers three had already come out. Yeah, you had oh, it was yeah. pretty popular, which led to actually the to the movie The to Wizard pushing for the movie. Yeah, I had The Wizard was pushing Mario Brothers three. Yeah, because that's the first yes. time you saw it, and the only reason everyone knew where that whistle was was because of that. And I call hacks on that kid because there's no way he have known to go there. There is no rhyme or reason why you have gone up there. Through California. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and when it comes to those movies, how do you think they mess it up? Like, I told you, like, there's the only thing that's really there that's Mario is the clothes and, like, the body build of and Mario then, and Luigi. And there was the first thing they messed up. That there, it, There's, like, no, like, l- there's, like, little, like, almost little to no connection with the source material. So what did you watch it or did you see any aspect of it? I've seen the, I've only seen the reviews. Okay, you never seen this. You never seen any scene. I haven't like I haven't hunted down for scenes in the way I've been hunting. Okay, down what for do the you scenes. think the setting is? Which, which setting? What do you think the setting of the movie is? Oh, I know the setting of oh, oh that one. I know it's like what a city, New York. No, no, it actually is supposed to be the Mushroom Kingdom, but it's. It's like po. It's like a cyberpunk post-apocalyptic. It's essentially thing. Mad Max. No, 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 no. Mad Max is uh, post-apocalyptic. This is cyberpunk. Oh, okay. Which is this really is makes Deus, no connection this is, to Mario. This is Deus Ex. And well, who was King Koopa? A guy in a suit. A guy. In were a there suit. Goombas? Yes, they were. Were they little mushrooms that walk around? No, nope, they were really oversized bald men. Oversized bald men goons. Was there a Yoshi? Actually, no, there wasn't. But there was a weird lizard creature, I think. What? What's a weird velociraptor thing? Yeah. Oh gosh, I remember. Oh, oh gosh. Oh god. And here's the thing: like, uh, he and uh, Mario had weird futuristic jump boots. As the and there was a Princess Toadstool, if I remember right. Yes, yes, but she was like, she was like one of the one. She looked like one of those prima donna divas. And gosh, I mean, uh, I watched it. I was I was pretty young when I watched this. I really did not understand as a kid. And everyone in that theater, because I watched it, I th- I watched it while we were uh, on vacation in the United States. Everyone yeah, in the theater, like the parents and the kids watching this, were just like, "What is this?" 
I distinctly remember as a kid when it was over, people just kind of walked out confused at what just happened. Uh, dang. And that was my first experience with a video game movie. And that kind of set a sour taste for me for every video game movie that would come out. This makes... This makes... Uh, this makes the Street Fighter movie look like serious art. Oh, no. Uh, when I saw Street Fighter, I appreciated it. Yeah, I it makes it look it like serious art. after watching Mario, Street Fighter movie was so awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Street Fighter movie, that was an awful film. Uh, you can go watch it. It's amusing in its own weird way. It's like Go, go watch it. It's, it's, like uh, those ba- it's like those bad movies you love kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was really bad. And it was amusing. Yeah, hey, Jean-Claude like, Van Damme was there. <laughs> yes, yes. Who was supposed to be the American. Yeah, no, no, he's supposed to be Guile. Yeah, the American, yeah, Guile. The, um, Guile, the yeah, most, uh, the yeah. most American gu- guy that Capcom could ever poop out. Actually, yeah, he was like, he was like pretty much freedom incarnate of some sort. Yes, and But yeah, he- the, that movie, wow, uh, uh, compared to what I saw Mario Brothers, because after Mario Brothers, the next movie I watched was live action about a video game was that. And I felt like I my my faith in movies improved. That's how bad Mario was. Where watching Street Fighter movie improved my expectations. If you can't tell, I'm I can't speak right now because my face. It's like I have this weird face of awe. Mortal Kombat, the movie one and two, made me have more faith in the possibility of better movies. As compared to watching the first Mario Brothers movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lots of that also happened to do with the fact that the very first Mario Brothers movie really just did not take any aspect of what the movie, of what the game was. Yes. It would take these little tidbits just and try to, to make it sell to a general audience, which back then, you know, it features, I mean, it was the time of Mad Max. It was the time of The Postman, which is also a weird movie. Uh, time of Reign of Fire and other things, which were generally post-apocalyptic. You know, it was a... Uh, weird period of time that people kind of picture that the, they call it's just called the Mad Max era. Yeah, so you know those things would pop up, but uh, that's essentially what Resident Evil was. The only reason why Resident Evil now works is not because it fits well, uh, because they wrote it well. It just happens zombies are just no matter what are popular. Yeah, zombies and the gratuitous action. And so when the Street Fighter movie came out and Mortal Kombat came out, I will honestly tell you, I mean, I reach watch them now as I'm older. They were really retarded. Yes, I will they say are. they were really, really retarded. Yes, they are. However, they felt they were far closer to the source material than Mario Brothers ever was. Yes. Yes, they were. And for me, that mean that you saw that they were slowly mm. trying to sell more to the gaming market. They were. I mean, even like a Street Fighter, as weird as it was, you had fight scenes that were almost made you remember the arcade moments. Yes. You had Ryu versus Vega. You had uh, E Honda versus Zangief. And you had them putting at least some kind of approximation to what they wore in the games. Yeah. You had Guile versus uh, M. Bison. M. Bison. Uh, and also, if you guys uh, do play the older ones, we mean M. Bison as in, you know, the big boss guy who was named Balrog in the original one. But uh, M. Bison was the boxer who they had to rename. Because and the original one was Vega. Vega was Balrog. Uh, Balrog was 
M. Bison. M. Bison was Vega. It, lots of weird things happened because of copyright issues. Because it was of a confusing copy- time period. It was it, a very confusing copyright time issues and uh, knowing Capcom, they didn't want they didn't want their first major. They didn't want of their. They did not want one of their first major stints in the United States of America to be built on controversy. Yep, and also you mean uh, probably renaming their boxer from uh, M. M. Bison. Bison to Balrog. Probably was a smart choice seeing what, you know, what kind of happened with the uh, whole Mike Tyson incident that time. This was the time <laughs> when he bit off an ear. Yeah, people don't really remember that. <laughs> anyway, like uh, that thing though had more aspects of the game. And okay. he felt it sold more to the core audience. Then you, the next one I distinctly remember, well, besides Resident Evil, was Silent Hill. Okay. Which is a movie that whose sequel is actually set to come out in some period in time. We're not really sure when. Okay. Sean Bean didn't die, amazingly. <laughs> Wait, he didn't? He didn't die. He's, he's there. He didn't die. It was like, that was like the biggest twist. <laughs> the fact that... He did not die in Silent Hill. The man who is always destined to die... Did not die not... in Silent Hill. He's a, he has always died, has no, he? No, no, no. He's died more, more often than not. I mean, there are movies he did survive. Silent Hill is one of them, which honestly was so surprising to see he somehow survived it. But uh, Silent Hill was also pretty true to the source material. But you see, they were still pretty scared about not trying to alienate the general market. Okay. Then, for me, which was one of the perfect ones, was uh, set, uh, Advent Children. Yes. This was already in the 2000s period where this was really made for fans. I mean, you can get right now, you can get the Blu-ray, HD, whichever you want, all those things, 720, 1080p, buy them, uh, extended buy, edition buy them has all, buy, lots of things. Buy them as Blu-rays, buy them as DVDs, buy them as files get on the, the service. the current one that has all these extended extra things, if you never played the game, it makes more sense because suddenly all those holes you didn't understand are filled. Okay. But if you are a big fan and you watched it, it didn't matter. You kind of understood everything. Okay. And it sold really well that way. The general market accepted and enjoyed it just because of the detail and how it was presented. The, the amount of good animation, yes. But, I mean, we didn't really see that in Final Fantasy. But, of course, we saw a weird thing with the first Final Fantasy movie, which was Spirits Within. Which was some weird sci-fi thing. Which, for me, the reason why it became so interesting to, for people to watch was more of the... Well, the graphical talent of the, the animation, CGI yes. of the animators. I mean, this is a movie that they had to redo to make it look fake because the first cut looked too real. They didn't want it to look real? It was problematic. They were having a weird dissonance with the test audience that was confused and didn't know how to react to oh, it. Oh, right, uh, right. Going back to the whole Uncanny Valley discussion. And also, you know, I think that's also the first time we quickly realized that animating emotions is very hard. Yes. <laughs> I remember Dr. Uh, Oki, what was her name or something? Yeah. Like, I remember like, like they tried the, to make her cry and you just didn't understand. It's the, like the, the, uh, the chick with the bob cut. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, like uh, they were trying to make her cry. There was a scene there where she was really upset. And you see, it's like a person trying to understand how do I cry? Must make eyes teary and did grab the, to face. Did the water at least fall down? Yeah, there was a trailing, but it felt so plastic. Like, but uh, of course, that still kicked off things, showing that hey, CGI movies can be done. It wasn't yes. a live action thing. I mean, even Advent Children was not. But we're talking about you no know, CGI movies, movies could be done. And though 
though that was that was also the the very thing that caused Square to to uh, go into that merger with Enix. And well, when it comes to like another thing, video games, I guess we don't touch this too much with the TV series, which were also which were entertaining because they were more true to the source material. Generally speaking, TV series have always been truer to the source material. Then again, when we go back, going going back a little to the discussion on movies, one thing I've actually noticed compared to other mediums, one being adapted to film, is the fact that we that it it hasn't there hasn't been a long gap in time between people thinking, hey, let's adapt this game, this uh, medium, like say a game or mo- or a book into film. It didn't take a long time for that to happen, and f- between the ori- the original idea of adapting a-, a medium and well making movies with regards to the culture of the medium, because one thing I'm noticing a lot right now is that just a mere twenty years since the original since the original the original rise of the video games to movie adaptations, we now already have like we already have a uh, movie we have more movies that are actually poking fun at video game culture i mean sure say what say what you will about the nature of things but to be fair the angry video game nerd movie is one example of of uh this because it's not so much an adaptation of a video game well to be fair it's more the adaptation of a character who who uh Talks about very very bad games. Talks about video I games. I do love it. I but, gosh, but, the, love but the thing is that movie really goes to the goes to the meat of the meat of the matter and talks about well, well video uh, aspects of video game video game culture mm. as well. I mean, one of the things that surprised me, and to be fair, I'm probably going to pick up the book when I'm in the in the U.S. is the fact that they're actually going to make a. Uh, movie adaptation of the console war book actually i've heard about that one i am really excited about that one yeah but what i when i first heard that i thought it was going to be a weird documentary style movie yeah but i mean i'm still looking forward to it uh actually when you're talking about you know things relating to gamer culture i thought you were about to talk about the movie gamer no i wasn't because i i admit it because admittedly i only heard about it from you Okay, the movie Gamer, in fairness, did actually poke fun at the gamer community, like the stereotypes. Yes, but did but it... But the stereotypes, though, these were not wrong stereotypes, in a sense. But did it poke... Did it poke fun from the from the viewpoint of an outsider or an insider? Insider, actually. That's really? what I see. I appreciate about it. How, how I mean, sure, it? you have the um, whole concept of the overweight guy playing but you see majorities gamers that actually are there are not that but what we do know as insiders as a pre-part well not the insiders but as gamers is the general concept of the overweight you know guy who doesn't have any life yeah these are generally uh, limited to games like mmos usually or weird date weird like online chat rooms well basically and i did love that joke where the overweight guy was online avatar was a sexy girl because that is that is really what, what happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, outsiders. Do when know was the movie that. made? Gamer. That was a uh, two thousand. So that was like two thousand and six, I think. That's two, no two thousand. Yeah, two thousand six or two thousand four, I think. Which somewhere go- there. Which no re- no no two thousand four two thousand four. Which goes back to my statement that it didn't take it. It didn't really take long for. For people to start adapt to start talking about the culture 
after they started adopting the medium into other media. Well, I think again, I'd like to thank the Wii for that. I mean, I am not a big gamer of the Wii. I'm but, not a big fan. But of if it. it's 2004, then that's that's even before the Wii. Uh, was it? Was the Wii? Oh, it, yeah, the, that's the two, Wii. Th- came 2006. 2006. Actually, no, I'm going to. I want to check right now. I am grabbing my phone <coughs> just to make sure because I what I'm trying to think. I remember it being after the Wii. I don't remember it being there. So let me go. Gamer movie and let's find out. Thumbs up to anyone here listening and actually knows when this is because I don't recall because years are pretty bad for me. Hey, I think 2004 was just you know a few years ago. <laughs> You're look- that was the end of high school oh my god I'm old <laughs> uh, you're looking me personally my my view of time for a while was based on anime release schedules let's just say that that, that cha- all changed because I don't even know what was released over the past 6 years stopped around 2008 2009 or so okay why is that uh, college for some reason I just stopped watching stopped watching anime Honestly, when I entered college, I started watching even more anime. Huh. Opposite effect. Then again, I started playing more games. Oh, okay. Gamer came out 2009. Wow. So, it was after the Wii. Yeah. Because I remember this a lot happening after the Wii. Uh, When it comes to the Wii, again, I mean, even though PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Famicom, Nintendo, Sega sold really, really you well. Didn't get the, you didn't get the older people in. Not, no, not just the older you people. You didn't get the older people and a number a, of other demographics. Um, bigger demographic. And the fact that the way the Wii looked, the way the majority of the games that came out for it were, were very different from the games that were coming out. I mean, and to be fair, and to be fair, while I did mention the whole popularity of the PS2, it did have a limitation when compared to all of its other uh, competitors. A limitation that the Wii didn't have: you couldn't have more than two con- controllers without multi-tap. Without buying a separate multi-tap. With the with the Wii, the Wii was not was not just unusual and not just conducive to the interest of more people. It was also conducive to having multiple multiple people playing. Not just that. I mean, also unlike other video games, Parent Soul is interesting simply because uh, lots of the games could not really be for couch potato. I don't know. Do we still have the term couch potato? Uh, I actually don't remember doing anything on my couch anymore. But uh, I don't know if that still exists as a term. I think I think they're going. I think they're going to start creating a, a term uh, a term like that only for like people on computer chairs these days. I'm how computer chair potato does not ring off. No, really. not potato. <laughs> I don't know. Like a chair sausage? Wait, no, that, was, that sounds that, really that sounds suggestive. wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was not the usual couch potato because you would actually move around. You could stand for, you have to stand for, like a Wii Sport, Wii Olympics, all those things. You kind of had to stand up and do things. They ended up being some kind of an exercise use. Yeah, parents were not immediately put off to buying it because, hey, at least you're moving about. Yeah. And, and and suddenly it became. I had this, and to be fair, I had this weird idea that if ever I got a Wii U, I'd probably, I'd probably do stuff like that. Actually, in fairness, like uh, when I saw it, uh, the first thing I assumed as a gamer is, ha, 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 "You're trying to make us move. We are going to find ways to move as little as physically possible." Well, <laughs> and we did. To be fair, yes. Then again, I don't. The, then again, I had the idea of like. Huh, I could use this for a little bit of for a little bit of fitness because I like the idea of red of uh, red steel. 
I, I like mean, the we had We Fit also, which honestly, I mean, as much as it was a fitness game, quote unquote, it, you really did not get fit with it. I know, but, but it was interesting. I know, but it's just it's just that I'm also looking at the games that that really, really forced you into uh, using into using the motion controls and were really built around that fact. Heck, a Twilight like, Princess uh, sword fighting, you could use motion control, which I really enjoyed. Uh, in fact, the entirety of Skyward Sword was built to be played with it. And, and also, we had U- Ubisoft's uh, attempts at it with Red Steel, which was basically Wild West Samurai. And if you notice, like, the games you're talking about, I mean, Nintendo did not really have titles like PlayStation and set, uh, PlayStation at that time, which was really popular, which were generally violent in nature. Uh, when you look at PlayStation, you generally had JRPGs and you, you had, had lots of shooter games. With, uh, actually, you had third-party adventure games. You're generally pl- gritty. With PlayStation, you had basic. You basically had a you had a wide net cast on it. With Xbox, you really had a lot of the uh, games that appealed to well to young to teenagers, young men, and to the ha- heavy action shooter guys, and to the to the uh, to the crowd that loves to that w- loves to put on their headsets, pop open their Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, rip open their bags of Doritos. Doritos pre- prepare their special controllers and er, stuff Doritos in their mouths while shooting somebody down and cussing in Call of Duty. Are you watching me play? <laughs> no, because you're using a mouse and keyboard. No, I used to do that when I was younger. <laughs> Wait, controller? Yeah, I was controller. I mean, we do that for LAN games and stuff. Well, well, no, not well, LAN. I mean, then it was just called, you know, playing like multiple screens. Wait. We are talking, still talking about you about Xbox. You well, PlayStation and well, PlayStation N sixty four. Heck, N sixty four days with the uh, GoldenEye. Oh yeah, you are not going to like. You are not going to like some of the Let's Play suggestions I'm going to be making to you then. Oh <laughs> uh, god, I mean, uh, I enjoy Let's Plays, but split screen just as an audience member, I feel so bad for the audience. Though, hey, you watch it four times, so you get four times the views. So instead of getting ten, we might get forty. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, going back to movies, uh, the reason why we brought up the Wii was, yeah, it kind of helped with the movie simply because the Wii made it more okay to be a gamer, more to identify with it. Which and is, which suddenly have... it didn't become this weird niche community that Hollywood as a whole were scared to tap. To be fair. Fa- be... I mean, even going down to mobile gaming, which so... it should be a topic I think we're also going into, uh, it made gaming more okay. Though I really, really... Find it hard to accept you people playing Bejeweled all the time as one of us, the gamers. But, I mean, you are in all technicality, you know, gamers by definition that you do play a game. But, um... You're not the... But... You're... Put it this way. You're not the same market that a lot of the, uh... That a lot of the... You're not a, You're not the same market. Whenever I hear... Whenever I hear, uh... These, uh... These, uh... These financial analysts talking heads talking about... I just keep banging my head on a, on a table simply because you you are gamers but you're not the same target market as the guys that Activision is selling Call of Duty to a bunch of young kids uh, <laughs> that depends on the kind of again oh guys the cod kid gamers uh well i guess that i guess or the same kinds of people that or basically you aren't the same kinds of audience that Ubisoft sells its entire portfolio to, 
or you aren't the same kind of gamers that that's that admittedly both Sony and Nintendo make games for. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we're not here to argue that point. I mean, we have talked about that before. Yeah. But the key thing about this, suddenly it was okay to identify as a gamer. Which may have... Though also- some people identify themselves as gamers just for attention, which is a little annoying. Like the Does so-called it still game- happen? Yeah, like the I still see the so-called gamer girl. The, the, the hot... The, what? The, uh, the person who... The chick that makes herself look attractive and say, I'm a gamer? Uh, yeah. Essentially, as a gamer, I mean, it's it's a unisex term. I mean, your gender doesn't really matter. Yeah. So when you have to identify, it's kind of like, you know, we don't say we're gamer guys. We just say we're gamers. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of women are gamers. But anyway, the whole con- the whole point of this thing is the mobile, the Wii, and everything made it okay to identify as one. And somehow made it a bit of a status symbol in some areas. I mean, we see gaming as now a professional sport. Gaming as a professional sport. And we see it as, you know, and very viable careers, not just for, like, uh, playing it, but simply being an entertainment uh, career. I can, mean, we see these with Let's Players. You can even make with, a career just talking about yeah. video games or matters related to video games, and you could still do pretty well. Now, you know, if this was going to ha- if this if you told me about this ni- in the 1990s, I would not believe that because no, 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 not even the 1990s. If you told me this back in 2006, I'd, I'd, I'd like be scratching my head, like what? That makes no sense. Yeah, but there is, uh, because of the acceptance of it, we are more vocal about how we feel about things. Because... We did not feel like we can't talk about this. Yeah, and with that acceptance, also means. Also the fact me- that the movies and other medias would come out. The movies and other medias, and the fact that now gaming has thrown has thrown a broader net and ca- and has well, admittedly gotten a bigger catch. But one thing, though, I'm happy when it comes to the movie to ga- movies about games, which is why it gets its own special topic here. Yeah, is uh, when the gaming became accepted. Yeah, like because of like I saw the widespread of the Wii's demographic, the effect of mobile gaming. I was hoping that meant that I'll be getting a lot more games, uh, specifically a lot more quality games. However, what I end up with is lots of shovelware. Yes. And cr- I don't. Can we say the c word? Can we say crap? Yes, oh, we, we can, can say, say crap. <laughs> we can say crap. That's yeah. the, that, essentially it's really it's junk games. I mean, it's I I had some junk games growing up, but uh, really, lots of things you're getting is junk. It's copycat games. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But when it came to the movies, that didn't happen. Okay. You did not end up with lots of junk movies because for me, like Mario Brothers, that was a horrible, horrible film. Yeah, that, a horrible film. That was trash. But you see, like the latest films. I mean, even Resident Evil. As much as I don't like it because it's so far from the source material and it's just borderline considered a video game movie. Yeah, it's still a good movie. It's still a pretty good movie a as good compared series to the old of movies. Just because there is entertainment. Uh, and the fact that it can be produced and can actually be successful for what it was. Um, I mean, that for me, that was the low point. What would your opinion be on the uh, Prince of Persia movie as, like, coming from the standpoint of a person who who may have... I don't know. Did you play Prince of Persia? Yes. Okay, as a person who came from playing Prince of Persia. Uh, that did, one there, I, was re- I enjoyed the movie, but not because it was Prince of Persia. Because when I the Prince of Persia I played was like on the uh, 16-bit console. <laughs> okay. I did not play Sands of Time. I watched my friends play it, and the movie was, of course, based off Sands of Time. However, 
the thing that amazed me was I was not a fan of the Sands of Time. I was not a gamer who played this, but I enjoyed the film. Okay. And it's a film that was pretty uh, uh, true to the source material and was actually generally acceptable. I, I enjoyed it. I forgot it was a video game movie. Really? Okay. And that I really appreciated that. That I could enjoy it as that and as something as a big fan, I would still enjoy it. Okay. Which is why I'm really looking forward to like the newer games coming out, such as the uh, newer movies, sorry, not games. Uh, the Halo movie supposedly coming out, the Assassin's Creed movie. I am looking forward to this. I think Bioshock might be looking into one. No, they've actually, they've always said that the idea was canned. Okay. Silent Hill 2, which is hopefully coming out. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to these things. I mean, uh, the material, everything's been going towards that direction, even though we have, you know, two. We have the general and we have the very fan-focused. Admittedly, admittedly making... I'm actually a- surprised there's no Metal Gear movie. Oh, wait, no, that's MGS4, I think. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie, right? MGS4 and Ground Zeroes. Yeah, <laughs> Ground Zero. I honestly I, I think the movie, the cutscenes were longer than the actual game. They were. Oh, okay. They were. Before you think they are, I'm going to tell you they are. I think I think uh, my friend got. I think he thought he got a DVD, not the game, <laughs> like a DVD movie. I remember they were actually selling a. Uh, no, thinking, I don't think Kojima could ever make a Metal Gear Solid movie because that would be like a what a 15 hour film. That would be, <laughs> and then again, they'd probably he'd probably make he'd probably close up all the holes so much so that by the end of the movie, there's no there's no there's no chance for a sequel. No, no, you think that. There will be, like, three, four movies out. So if you ever have, like, a marathon, you're just, like, stuck there for, like, maybe four or five days. Like, four or five days. Dude, no, no, no. No, I I can see how we can have... He can make a sequel. But then again, some of them will... Some of them involve time travel and alternate universes. That's still, like, well with an acceptable thing for Metal Gear Solid. It is, it is. You know, I'm pretty sure, like, Metal Gear Solid 10 might be the movie... It's just actually a game, but all you really do is press start. <laughs> so you're saying it's The Walking Dead, but without without any of them choices. Yeah. But essentially, I mean, these are games, and they are very true to source material, which you appreciate as a gamer. And of course, from the video game side to it, the stories of video games have been improving yeah. with some of the bigger name titles. I mean, Call of Duty, as much flack as that game gets, Ad- and all, admittedly, it deserves a good bit of that flack. Yeah. The single-player aspect of it is really a still astounds me. I still find it amazing. I still find it fun. I, I've, I've simply heard generally from everyone except Angry Joe that Advanced Warfare is a really good game. Uh, it is... Well, I mean, I enjoyed it simply because the story was nice. I mean, I'm one of those people who played Call of Duty heavily because I enjoyed the story. Okay. I mean, I played multiplayer because I had friends and it's always fun to play with friends. But I, I played it generally because of single-player. To be fair, Advanced Warfare is about one of the about one of the only COD games I could I've ever seen like seen I've ever seen where I said where I've only looked at a few bits of footage and a few and a few aspects of the game and I say I want to get that Call of Duty game. To be fair, a lot of it is the different takes on multiplayer, but I guess the other thing is the subject is the subject matter for the story is something I find some it's something I'm I'm really interested in looking into deeper. And also, I guess another thing you should also consider when it comes to the popularity of these movie games is the fact that we also have lots of independent filmmakers 
who are making movie like a uh, YouTube like movies for YouTube, which are video game based. Video or game based or about the video about the gaming culture. I mean, like a uh, FBS high school, like a uh, VGHS, like, uh, VGHS, yeah, VGHS. Then VGHS. you have like uh, lots of actually lots of Freddy W stuff. Lots of Freddy uh, W stuff. You have things. In the big name things. You have Wreck It Ralph. You have like school. You have like school. Numerous amounts of uh, of uh, screw attack and rooster teeth uh, videos, skits and skits par- skits parodies yeah, and I mean, uh, RVB, mini series. Yes, which RVB. never did get a movie, but of course it's still something that made you have it more viable. You have things like you have things like uh, you you have things like indie game the movie and and. Uh, Three and three and three lane something. I forgot the name, but it was like about the uh, rise of the of the competitive of the competitive MOBA scene, specifically in, from the standpoint of Dota. Right, but actually, I have a question to ask you, Paolo. What do you think is generally a good transition? What do you think's uh, been an easy transition, like uh, making a movie out of a game or making a game out of a movie? <laughs> No, this is, okay. This does not include like uh, the tie-in game titles that are attached to movies. Like you know, when the Marvel movie comes out and this shitty game comes out. No, no, not that one. As in, you know, they make a movie and then they make a game. I'm still going to tell you it's easier easier for the game than making the game making a movie out of the game than it is making a game out of the movie. Well, that one there's actually where people actually had lots of arguments and they actually agree with the other side where turning a game into a movie. It's far harder than making a movie into a game. Well, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know about the. Well, to be fair, I don't know what about the differences in the effort. I've only seen the differences in the end result. Oh yeah, but uh, I guess how the argument is put up uh, was the reason why it's easier to make a movie uh, game out of a movie versus uh, ga- the movie out of game was simply because of, the thing about games is yes. uh, movies have this time limit of you know ninety minutes minimum. Nineteen you know, minutes up long. To, like, Two hours. hours for some... No, some movies that go up to four hours. Yeah. Like, those rare movies. Yeah. Video games you play for, for like, what? <laughs> 10, 13, 12, 15. Uh, Kojima games, you might be there for, like, you know, a year or something. Uh, or, or, like, a week the fact if you soldier you, on. Yeah, the fact that you could essentially be thrown into that media and absorb so much more than uh, what the movie will ever show you. It's yeah. what makes making a movie out of video games hard. And we've seen these in lots of movie games where if you are, if this caters to the core audience, yeah. it just has to trust that the audience just understands this and needs no explanation. Okay. This happened a lot in Silent Hill and, uh, and the Advent Children where you didn't understand Cloud Sword, you didn't understand the things you were doing, but if you are a fan, you understood it. Okay. Like, you saw Vincent, you saw Yuffie, you saw Sid, Tifa, ba- Barrett. You, saw, you, you saw, don't understand how these people tied up. Like, in the movie, like, you're like, oh, they're working together, but you don't get it. Why? Yeah. But if you're a part of the fan, you didn't need that explanation. That's why the movie worked really well. But, of course... I'll uh, have to add, though, that while I did not play Final Fantasy VII, I did, I did read up spoilers, and I did play Kingdom Hearts. Both of them, and of course, it helps that Final Fantasy VII is one of the biggest uh, video games of its of the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm partially biased because I am a big FF7 fan. I have almost every single bit of FF7 material back when it came out in uh, 1997. And don't you have like a lot? Don't you have? Don't you even have uh, FF7? Don't you have like a Crisis Core and without a PSP that you could play? Heck it on? Yeah, I have games for things I don't even have a console to play it on. <laughs> I have the figures too. 
Okay, the figures are, are, are understandable. Yeah, the figures are cute. I have the chibi figures because they're re-amusing. Re- re- oh, okay. I was never a big fan of, like, you know, the uh, scale model things. I, I never really got it. The scale, the, the scale model things that, that, that almost always tend to make everyone look sexier. No, no, no. That's in sex game models. That's like, you know, the Sephiroth model. Oh, model. okay. I, those models. Like, I appreciate looking at them if they were displayed. Like, in a oh, French those models. Not like, those Koto- not, not like the Kotobu Kia no, figures. No, 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 no. Like, I saw those things. I appreciate them, but I never want to own them because I have no idea why I'd want them. But I like the chibi things. And actually, under Do you have the op- space for them? Uh, this is the funny thing. Like, all my chibi figures for Final Fantasy are in my office. Okay. I have them I set up around my computer. Okay. And the only one I have in my house is Yuffie. Okay, that's actually my only episode figure I actually keep in my house is Yuffie, and she's still in the box. Oh yeah, alongside that Sonic. No, I also have Sonic also in the box. Uh, Yuffie's in the box mainly because I have no idea where to put her. Okay, Sonic's in the box because same I don't know where to put her, put him, and I don't really want to open the box. Okay, but uh, it's like this: it's having again, mean just being able to do that at work and it be acceptable and not seem weird is one reason why these movies are coming out. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's things like that that make gaming more acceptable to why movies are coming out. But uh, going back to the question I posed to you, uh, why do you think like uh, making a movie, uh, making a game into a movie is easier? I mean, when I, when I put this, I'm not really talking about like uh, it has to be a good game. I just say it does not, it cannot be like, you know, tie-in games like the Iron Man 4 games that are released during the thing. So you're talking, okay. Like you can have this, like the Street Fighter, like the Street Fighter, the movie arcade platform arcade game that came out the way after the movie yeah so why do you think like making the game into the movies easier because you because if you're making a straight up straight up adaptation your main focus you have you can just build it off the build it off the narrative elements and the presentation okay but how do you think you could you know fit it in the 90 minutes or like the four or like up to three hours focus can Take, uh, separate the mecha- separate the narrative and the presentation from from the from separate it from the amount of time that from the uh, mechanics because mechanics because playing the game can actually be longer or shorter depending on the ability of the player. Take take oh, take the narrative only as it is, then. If it's then if it's longer, cut it into bits. If it's shorter, add things, add in things that would be helpful to uh, to uh, progressing the plot. Alright, and I guess uh, when it comes to this, well, maybe I'll ask one more question because we're kind of like really running the clock here. Do you think like how games are coming out? We do have again the movies coming out. I mean, we do have movies catering to the general market and also f- the fan market. Do you think? How do you think the movies are going to go now? I mean, we have again. We I mean, we have a Tetris movie coming out this uh, coming out soon. I don't know if it's this year or might be next or so on. Do you think the movies coming out will be more focused on the fans or catering to the fans, or do you still feel like Hollywood will always be scared and never ever just cater to that group? Because we are we are a big market, but you think they'll never fully just cater to the group? They'll always make it as general as possible. I'd like to think that they will at that they I'd like to think that they will at least in a number of of these uh, movies and in a number of these projects at least cater to to some extent to the fans but my but as far as I am concerned my only hope 
hope is that if you're really going to go for, oh, video game property will make a movie for the general audience, don't, don't, basically my only advice there is, if you're going to do that, focus on making a good movie, don't alienate the fans. So guys, uh, tell us what do you think down in the comments. Uh, do you think that movies are going to be more always be catering to the general public? Do you think they're going to go towards like the fan base more? Uh, what movie are you excited to see? I mean, personally, I am really looking forward to that Assassin's Creed movie. I'm looking forward to forward to it, and I haven't pl- and I've only read about Assassin's Creed. I haven't played it, and I'll probably look into Tetris just because I am so curious how this is going to work. But yeah, let's. There's know no cy- you- There's no. There's no cyber. There's no cyberpunk. There's no cyberpunk or. or I also, I think there should. Stuff. I think there should be just because <laughs> I think it'll make more sense there. Oh, the, what? The, what? You got like two guys playing Tetris, and if one guy loses, he 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 like he gets executed, and his family doesn't get rations for the next year or so. Hmm. I think there's a North Korean joke there. Anyway, guys, so uh, let us know what you think in the comments below, and be sure to check out the other shows in Channel 14, such as Bodega Nights, the Sunstar Podcast, uh, Third World Linux. And soon to come out are some bits of Let's Plays where you are going to see us try to entertain you. And articles! Because we'll be writing things. (laughs) We can write? Yes! Apparently we can! And if you got to this point, this is the off-tangent section, which will be a little shorter than usual just because, well, we don't want to keep you too long. But we do want to keep you, please watch the rest of the shows. <laughs> uh. Anyways, so guys, so Paolo, how's it been for you? I mean, uh, this has been a while since we've been recording. Uh, if you wonder why there's actually big time, I was quarantined for two weeks. So, Paolo, what did you do for the two weeks I was quarantined? <laughs> what did I do for the... What did I do for the two weeks I was... Quarantined? Please tell me, because when I was there, I was just trapped in my room. I could not leave. Let's see. I'm glad I had a bathroom attached to my room at that point. Let's see. Uh, News edition back in 2014. Let's see. Since I already ha- since I already managed to be able to talk about the to talk about these kinds of matters with, with Zhao, and he said it's fine for me. Uh, it's weird. It's like this. Like this one's not not something I could easily quantify. Like I'm furthering my uh, dive. In I, like one of the things I'm doing is like furthering my dive into like uh, alcoholism, conservative <laughs> to uh, to what Just I because he has a whole bunch of collected bottles that still have fluid. What I uh, call like what I call like the spheres of right wing thinking. Okay, <laughs> the spheres of right wing thinking and like the whole manosphere thing. Manosphere, like manly, manliness, testosterone. Oh, that okay. Kind of stuff, that Sorry, kind of when stuff. I heard manosphere, I really did not know how to take that concept. What you like you, uh, an orb that's like that has like a twelve pack? I was kind of you know picturing what's that? Uh, what's that big black guy who say like, loves? What's his name? He's an Expendables and like those commercials. Cruise, yeah, the Old Spice, yeah. Oh, I've been watching. I've watched some of those. Those are entertaining. Yeah, he's the manosphere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so manly yet can be so so chill with himself yeah okay that's, I, mean, I actually have noticed that also in lots of your like things on Facebook recently yeah which are well right wing conservative essentially in those areas there yeah but, like it's like it's like um for a while it's like I think I may have I don't I don't think I've ever told you this but for a while I've always f- found myself as like this uh 
there like for a while in my younger days i was what i what you i'd consider as a pretentious liberal uh well honestly i mean like there's nothing the issue with lots of liberal mindsets is not that it's wrong uh it's i mean i like liberal concepts of course they're ideals yeah however it's something that when you're a kid it's true i mean ideals you the things are black and white and all but these my things. issue but uh, for me as you grow up it kind of my personal issues with that with the, with the liberal thinking I was go what that I went, was going into was the fact that one if I continued on this path I would n- nothing I will never I would never be contented with anything that's how I f- I f- that's how I that's one of the realizations I had well because it's very open ended how the liberal mindset works yeah, which is nice for some people but but the other side to it is yeah uh, you are free to do lots of things. And it is heavily tolerated or you know accepted, but in the end, there's feels like there's no major work put into it, or you don't feel that reward sense of reward, or you maybe, don't, or you don't even feel a sense of purpose. Uh, that's kind. Of, I guess that could be seen in certain aspects. And to be fair, another thing that was uh, bo- that I guess was bothering me was the fact that a lot of the things I was looking into were things that I really can't practice. Interesting. Like. <laughs> It's uh, easier for we, me. Can we talk about this in podcast before we go further? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, for lack of a better term, it's easier for me to look at the at uh, the stuff from my from the uh, from what I consider the right from the right wing spheres like conservatism, nationalism, traditionalism, t- traditionalism, and certain aspects of capitalist economic theory. It's like I can see those things, and I could see how those can be applied in real life in a way that ca- in a in a way that can work. Yeah. Whereas the other side, I can see it. As only really working conceptually. Yeah. Actually, that is one thing, though, again, I appreciate about the liberal ideals is it is a very interesting goal to shoot for. However, the realism that is generally these are based off extremes also. I mean, the liberal extreme is this will work in this very, very specific case that will also that Which... will only work if the, all the people... An agreement to this set of which, actions, which, which is kind of um, that's a tall order. It's fantastical. It's it fantasy. It is, but uh, that is one thing. Though I appreciate about it is it's something that is nice to shoot for. However, I mean, uh, just so you know, I am playing a bit of the devil's advocate here because I am a very strict conservative. But again, this does not mean I don't appreciate liberal mindsets. Okay. The problem with the liberal mindset is they're trying to take action with something that is really hard to. Except simply hard to push for city because the reality, the, the reality, reality of the situation, of, and the it doesn't really life. work well with it. The reality is uh, of life, depending on where you live. I will not. I will. It's very hard for me to disagree with the not liberal ideals being bad or anything, because they are really nice. However, from the conservative mindset and things I've grown up with, I've seen that it is very hard to hit these ideals. And the others have the conservative thing, which is it's also a weird position to be in because you also accept. The things will never be perfect. <laughs> you just try. You end up having this mindset of safeguarding what you can as traditions and things because Safe- they have worked, and they Safeguard- do add uh, appeal and substance of things. S- safeguarding what you can and making things better as you can. You won't make things perfect, but there's always but there's always things you can improve. And I guess that's an aspect that other people don't like about it is. It feels like your only concept of improving is via keeping things and trying to improve what you have. Uh, I guess this comes from maybe in the gaming aspect, where you have someone who's willing to experiment, which is Nintendo. Yeah. Then you have someone who's very tried and tested with the concepts, which is, well, pretty much almost everyone else. Well, well... But we also hmm. see that the ones that generally stay very firm and end up getting a good market happens to be the ones who've used what worked. 
who use what works, but also ensure, but also ensure ensures that it's held to a high standard of quality that can be appealing to just about anyone. I mean, to I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty certain a lot of the people who appreciate Nintendo's games now, you can't really just you can't really just put a single age label to them. Yeah, and when you go to the other sides of Nintendo, they have lots of weird experiments. I mean, the uh, Rob, remember Rob the Robot? Then you had the Power Glove. Then you had like the Virtual Boy and all these other things, which were really, really weird and flops. Yeah, but, uh, now, but they are willing to experiment. I guess from the nowadays, point- nowadays their experimentation has a lot to do with like weird game concepts that are now being uh, put into hey, the Wii U. That, that's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm, that's no, weird. I'm not just talking about the Wii U, but some of the games that are coming out in the Wii U. One game I'm really interested in picking up is uh, Splatoon. Hmm. Uh, and like. Assuming I ever do get a Wii U, because to be fair, now I'm kind of pegging a lot of my uh, future purchases on Let's Playability. Okay. And, and to be fair, after and to be fair, this is kind of something that's really being being bugging me. But seriously, why Nintendo? Why did you have to take this approach to YouTube? <sighs> You'll find out in the next episode of Thurible Gaming. Actually, you probably won't. Bye. <laughs>